0: I am Dimity here with the Train Like a Mother Club and I am joined by our excellent triathlon coaches um, coach Jennifer Harrison and Elizabeth Waterstrat. Uh, both in are you, are you guys in school yet? Has school started? One kid in school. One kid in school and how many One down? To, two to go. Two to go. Cause
1: how old is your youngest Liz? He's two. And the other one is four, but preschool doesn't start until Labor Day because we need more we need more summer around here.
0: <laughs> we need more downtime. Yeah, yeah, does your two year old go to preschool? He's going. Yeah, he's going right oh heck Third yeah child. man the first one the first oh, one max
2: max only went a day or two now now mason's going five <laughs> days a week nine to five <laughs>
0: really i love it i love it that's that's great good good for you and your twins started right their junior year jen or their senior yeah year?
2: yeah no no don't please guys. okay sorry 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 <laughs> junior junior year okay yeah good. junior year they've been in school for lessons last, last tuesday
0: Yep. okay great great well um we're on our first full week here and i have to say it is very nice to have a quiet house uh, that is i i love the summertime, but i love a good quiet house too and uh for a couple <laughs> hours every day <laughs> so um so we are gonna do a little triathlon q a today um and but i wanted to start first of all with um some wins that have been on our facebook page because everyone we're in racing season It's it's mid-august kind of end of august right now so people have done some amazing things so Gonna start with Jessica, who um, raced the Michigan Titanium. It was her first time doing a half Ironman, and she said, "And I live to tell the tale." And she finished um, in a little over seven hours. Um, the swim was a good. The swim was good. The bike was strong, and the run was a struggle under the sun, but doable. But how is this for progress? My swim and bike splits were faster than my first triathlon, a sprint last May. I felt so prepared to erase this distance. Seriously, I can't thank the coaches enough for their plan, words of wisdom, and support by them and everybody in the group. I mean, that is <laughs> that isn't that awesome? I mean, is that pretty normal for somebody to come in and I mean, obviously Jessica's been training really consistently since last pretty much like last winter, right? So, like, you know, uh 2017, she started the plan and probably like February or March, but um I mean, for her half Ironman splits to be faster than a sprint is that that's pretty impressive, isn't it?
2: Yeah, that's really impressive. And, and, and remember what, what Elizabeth and I said: if you follow the plan and you do as much as you possibly can, and are flexible and ask questions, you'll you'll be able to do your races and do well. So that's, that's Jessica's been working
0: hard. So good for her. Yeah, she has. Yeah, she has. All right, and then we have another um, athlete, Janine, who I think went to age group. Um, was it the World Championships or National Championships? National. national. Sometimes, sometimes the U.S. likes to call itself the world, right? Like the the uh, <laughs> you know the World Series and the you know the Super Bowl is the world championship, but these were National Championships. She so it was an Olympic distance. She said, "What a race! Top third of all women in the swim." Best bike speed for me ever in an Olympic race at 18 miles an hour with no aero bars and best run pace in an Olympic race. And I had to climb three big hills twice. I'd say that was an epic day. So humbled to be among these top ranked athletes and proud of my performance. Um, So
1: what's really impressive about that is I was out at that course or at that race and uh it it was by no means a PR course, the swim, was incredibly challenging. It was also about 300 meters long. Oh, really? Yeah. And the bike was, um, it wasn't fast. It wasn't slow, but I wouldn't call it fast. And the run was pretty hilly. So I I did not see a lot of PRs for my own athletes just because the course design didn't lend itself to a fast day. So the fact that she was out there setting these PRs, that, that really says a lot about know her her commitment to the program and and just herself as an athlete so congratulations to her
0: yeah did you guys race did either you guys race national championships you did okay yeah how'd it go liz it was good it was a little challenging on sunday
1: because the swim was canceled due to rip currents which is always a risk when you swim in the great lakes um and and it was for safety so i think they made the right call there um so they adjusted the format to a It was like a 1.7 mile run the regular bike distance which was maybe 12 to 13 miles and then another 1.7 mile run so it became a duathlon um which is which is often why we have athletes run before they get on the bike because you never know what's going to happen in a race uh, with weather conditions so um so the format changed a little and i do enjoy the swim and i'm good at it so it wasn't my (laughs) <laughs> my best format but um but it was fine it was good i finished in the top 10 of my age group so i can't ask for anything much better than that
0: congratulations so wait so what was there two days of racing
1: you yeah did? so they do the olympic distance on saturday okay uh, and then on sunday they follow it up with a sprint and many athletes will do the double they'll do both okay. uh, yeah because yeah, anyone yeah, yeah anyone and this is a good point anyone who's ever wanted to experience a national championship anyone can do the sprint distance so oh, even if you haven't qualified you can sign up and do it and it's, it's always a great experience to put yourself up against the best athletes and and usat does a really nice job of organizing it so something to perhaps consider for 2019 in cleveland we will
0: be there no oh, oh good is it, so it was in cleveland was it in cleveland this year too yeah so it'll be in cleveland for the next year or two okay okay and so I've never heard of a so a rip current huh in the Great Lakes yeah. it's just it was just something that it's can just, carry you away it sounds like it Yeah so it's under the water and it's just the undertow can it, you can't
1: see it um, uh-huh. but the meteorologists know that it's out there based on the way the water is swirling or I'm not a meteorologist but uh um, yeah. but yeah they're, they're really dangerous yeah. and and around here in the Chicago area the the beaches in the city will be shut down quite often because of them because you don't want to get in there it'll carry you out away yeah. And, yeah, and it oh could also
0: gosh. just kind of keep you in there, and yeah, so dangerous. Yeah, dangerous. Well, I'm glad you're still here. Um, and you know, <laughs> had to run instead of swimming, but yeah, that's interesting. Wow. Um, okay. Um, and so then we've got our friend Amy, um, who is uh really active in the page. She's training for an Ironman at the um, I think it's the end of September. I'm pretty sure it's the end of September. I think she's training for Maryland. Yes, yeah, she is. And That's the end of September, right? Yeah, the 29th. Okay. Yep. Um, okay, she says, excuse me while I brag a little bit. She said, I did a sprint try this morning in Connecticut. Um, hot day, but right on the ocean. So nice breezes and beautiful sunshine. I love the ocean swim. The bike course had a couple of hills, but nothing too challenging and some really fun downhills. The run was pretty flat and ended on the beach. And she felt great the whole time. The last time I did this race in 2014, so four years ago, she finished in a 133. and today she took 13 minutes off her time to finish in 120. And wow. placed third in her age group. I know, thirteen oh, wow. minutes sprint triathlon. Huge.
2: That's,
0: yeah, who does yeah. that? Who does that? Uh, somebody training for an Ironman. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: right, right. <laughs> I mean, that's the beauty of an Ironman, right? Is that yeah. you, you have, uh, you know, endurance and and speed, and it probably felt like an easy day to her too. I'm like, oh, I only yeah. have an hour and twenty to be out here. This is nothing. Uh-huh. Um, that's great. Well, and I saw Amy out at the swim run that I just did in Maine, um, and that ocean swim um was it is hard I have never done that before so um props to people who do ocean swims on their Ironmans because I just had a really it was just really challenging sighting and the waves and the salts and the seaweed and everything that I just you know you don't get at a lake necessarily right except for in a great lake maybe absolutely yeah 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 um but good job so amy we're excited to see you go and we've got another athlete and i can't think of her name but she's going in early um september she's got she's kicking off the iron man season for us
2: i think um, she's doing wisconsin right i believe I so we have yes.
0: yep it's I the ninth. So. it's the ninth. yep so i think she's yeah.
2: doing wisconsin
0: are either you guys doing wisconsin
2: no but we'll be nope. there we will be up there
1: oh really head.
0: oh, oh yeah that's that's Jennifer. our big
1: that's our big day of the year Jennifer Harrison <laughs> We stand oh, yeah. on State Street. We eat a lot of candy. Yeah. We throw, at people. We throw candy. <laughs> we, really do. People. we do. We have a great time with it.
0: Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Is that they run on State Street? Yeah. And, and
1: if you stand in one place, you'll see people at least four times. Oh, uh, so sweet. It's kind of the perfect place to be. And there's just plenty of places to eat and drink. And it's, it's a big old party. So, so we it's only an hour and a half to two hours away from us. So we
0: go up there every year. Awesome, yes. pretty for the fans. That'll be fun, good, good. And then um, and then we have Heidi, who um, was really fun. She's the one that did it with a sprint race with both of her girls. Um, her 19-year-old finished a full sprint and her 14-year-old did the um, run as part of a three-person team and everybody stood on the podium. Um, Catherine, uh, her 19-year-old plays fifth and Heidi plays fourth and her Grace plays fifth on the team. And I just, I was like, wow. I just think that's really fun to, to be able to do something like that with your kids. Yeah, I know you, Liz. You got a little while to wait um, before you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the the part that I liked a lot was um, that she said, uh, I wanted you guys to talk about this a little bit. You know, she said, the run was hard, especially at first. Um, it was interesting though. At the beginning, my legs felt like lead, and I didn't feel like I was moving. But I glanced down at about, you know, three quarters. Um, of a mile into the run, and she saw a seven forty pace, which is not normal and very fast for her. Um, she said this was on a don- downhill, um, and she didn't keep up that pace. Um, but the rest of the course had rolling hills, and but she still ended up with a five k close to her PR on a straight um, so she was really happy. So I just wanted you to talk a little bit about why that happens. like how because we've had a couple people do really well off the run, right, or off the bike, onto the run with times that are comparable to a road race.
1: Yes, well, and go ahead, Elizabeth. I, I was gonna say, we we see it a lot and I would contribute it to one, you're warmed up before the bike and your legs are kind of primed and ready to go. So some people just run, you know, run better. Um, also, I think the bike training lends itself to faster running. So a lot of times when people are injured, they'll actually use training on the bike, high cadence, interval work, um, because that type of fitness transfers really well to the run. So it could be that just that simple addition of cross training, help them you know, get their run to the next level. Jen, do you see, do you have any other ideas on why that might happen? Yeah, I just think because we practice it. So just like
2: you said, we practice it so much. And honestly, I feel way better when I run off the bike, just because we've been running off the bike our whole craft on whatever years and you just yeah you're warmed up so i I, especially the athletes that are not as used to running off the bike they just feel so much more of a massive progression up um down with their times and feeling better meaning up
0: you know with their the way that they're feeling so yeah absolutely and i think you just have to like heidi mentioned those that first you know, your legs are going to feel like lead. I mean, there's just you know, there's, that weird kind of out-of-body experience, right? Where you're like, I'm running, but I don't really feel like I'm running. And I'm like, you know, you expect to still be going as fast as you were on the bike. Or anyway, that's been my limited experience. But if you can kind of just realize that that, that, that feeling's kind of normal and just fight through it or wait for it to pass, you don't have to fight through it really.
1: Yeah, and you know, I tell my athlete, I just told one today, you know, let go of this idea that you have to feel good to race well. Oftentimes yeah. in a race, you just don't feel good for whatever reason. I mean, it's a race. It's supposed to be hard, and you're anxious, and you swam before, and you bike. So if you can just kind of push that out of your mind, like that 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 sense of, well, I'm waiting for my legs to feel good, or this feels hard, it kind of should feel that way. I mean, if it doesn't <laughs> feel that way, that's great. That's that race day magic that we all hope for. But if it doesn't happen, you can still race really
0: well while feeling really bad. So Yeah, yeah. One of the teams, um, I mentioned this yesterday on a podcast, but one of the teams in the swim run was named, um, it doesn't have to be fun to be fun. And uh, I liked that idea a lot. Cause it's <laughs> like, you know, like I'm out here having fun and you always have fun once it's done, but it doesn't always feel like party in, party in your shoes every moment when you're racing, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, okay. Well, this is one question that um, I think we might've just uh, inadvertently skipped and I, um, but it's Katrina. She says, um, she says, I have a hamstring that has been giving me trouble all summer. She took a week off swimming and biking while on vacation, and the ache went away. And then she went for a swim when she got home, and it came right back. It doesn't hurt when I exercise, but aches when I'm sitting down and sometimes at night. Could swimming be causing the pain? Um, I realize injuries are hard to diagnose yeah. when you don't have that person in front of you and more details, but um, what's your gut? I mean, the that, that hamstring when it's sitting, uh, I think a lot of us might. Be familiar with that pain?
1: So, whenever someone says hamstring pain when they're sitting, you know, that's usually a red flag for there's something higher up going on. So, lower back, disc issue, nerve issue. Um, really strange that the swim is causing it, but your swim can overlook your lower back. So, kind of makes sense. But that would be one thing where if you're having pain in daily life, go see a doctor, see okay. a physical therapist. You know, see what they think because she's taken time off, and if time off hasn't resolved it, then exercising is probably not the issue, Um, or just simple time off. And and honestly, time off is usually not a cure for most things. Um, There's usually something else going on. It's usually higher upstream. So I would say go see a sports doctor, go see a PT, and figure out the root cause because nobody wants to be away from activity. You know, nobody wants to be kept out of the sport because of pain. And Taking off time didn't help, so time
0: to go see a doctor. I agree. I agree. Um, okay. Uh, let's see here. Um, hey, Jen, yeah, you're making you're making a lot of noise there, sister. What are you doing?
2: <laughs> sorry, but somebody's training for an Ironman, so somebody's eating all the time. So I'm eating, so I can stop making noises. Plus, I, I'm a fidgeter. I can't sit still. So yeah, okay. that's me. Sit on your noise. hands. Sit on your hands. But you're eating okay. right now. Yeah. Can't you so see her? You food?
0: Oh, you I see I like, had, oh, I had you um, in front of. uh, I had my little control panel not knocking you out, so I didn't see you. You went. you training for
2: I eat all the time. First of all, I got like I've got pecans. I've got everything here. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm training for um, Ironman Maryland with. um, That's when Amy is her name, right? Amy's yeah. It, I say. Yeah. Oh, so well, yeah. Yeah, just training for a mare, an Iron Man. Wow, because you haven't all done say about that in a couple Low, of years, right? Long time. I haven't done one since Hawaii in thirteen. And so, what was the impetus to
0: to do this one, or to get back on the Iron Man horse?
2: I think it's because I do want every look at Elizabeth's face. Um, I do <laughs> want. <laughs> she's like, you're so stupid. Um, I do want every age group, and so oh, you know. okay. That's, but I told my husband the other day. I said that this age, this party stops at this age group because I like it, um, but it's a lot of work. And I'm not even really like I'm not an over trainer. I'm not one that I you know I don't believe more is more with the Ironman. So it's not like I'm doing crazy. It's just it's a lot of eating. It's a lot of coordinating bottles. Um, and you know, here's the thing that's saving me. I think too is it keeps me sane and keeps my life in perspective. My kids are 16. I did this when they were two, when they were yeah. four, when they were eight, blah, blah, blah. So yeah. I don't even know how the hell I did it. I mean, you, you know, you just do it and you just go and you get it done. My kids are at school all day now. And then when they come home, they're like, or, what, you know, it's, I'm in a different phase in my life. So in fact, it's it's just easier. But I still am yeah. like, oh, my God. But the fact that it's easier time-wise, I'm older. So you can't have it all in life.
0: Yeah, no, I know. You want to be easier and be your young whippersnapper. I want to be right? easier in 35. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. anyway. Well, and so I love that you complain about it. You're like the hard part is coordinating the bottles. <laughs> it's not. Seriously.
2: It's not that's it's my power the like...
0: bike or, you know, running 20 miles. It's the bottles you have
2: to deal with. It's the it's constant eating. And listen, I am an eater, um, but I'm a grazer. I don't like to sit down and have these massive meals. I just kind of eat all day. So the fact that, here's the thing. You know, when, you, when you're in a rush and you're not training for anything, you can have a bowl of cereal and call a day and go to bed and carry on with your bad self. yeah Yeah, it doesn't really work like that when you're training for long course triathlon you have to actually eat something that will fuel you for the morning's workouts and it's a lot of planning and thinking that's what we already do for our family make sure that our kids are eating and our spouses and us and we're all eating right but then you know you can't just have a piece of salmon and call the night you got to eat like whatever so that honestly that to me is is the hardest part and i always laugh at people because Some of my beginners will say that to me and i'm like what you get to eat whatever you want to eat kind of and they're like ugh and um yeah now i'm remembered why you
0: just you just you just have to eat a lot yeah you're done yeah no i remember i was like squirrel nutkin like with my almonds like every day i was like more almonds more almonds (laughs) because it's like Especially when I was going out to like pick up the kids in the car you know to a school pickup and I'm like I'm so hungry what can I have you know like and so that's not like you can like say oh, I'll heat up a bowl of pasta right now it's like you need something that can take you yes, the and car. sleep you know and you have to sleep a lot to recover
2: I mean just in normal running races in triathlon but then add the the complexity of long course triathlon and you have to sleep which I don't know how I just I am just amazed at how all of us moms did it when our kids were little yeah, yeah my teenagers are whatever I mean whatever you know. oh my gosh they, well, yeah. they don't they're sleeping they're not they don't they're not up till 10 if that yeah yeah
0: okay. yeah, yeah. No. Well, I'm excited that you guys are both going to be um at Ironman Wisconsin and then are you going to Wisconsin uh Maryland as well Liz to cheer on your athlete <laughs> <laughs>
2: no no, no. Oh, okay <laughs> no, no I just I just fly in race and out fly there. out yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah Miss Daisy would like somebody to drive her around but other than that yeah I'm fine. she would <laughs> um, okay, so here's a question from Laura that um, you guys have already answered, but I think it's, it's good for a reminder for anybody who's racing for the first time or wants a reminder of etiquette. Um, you know, she says, uh, Laura says, I fully expect to be slow in the water, but strong on the bike, which means I'm thinking I'll have to do some passing. What's the protocol? Um, Announce on your left, say three feet off their shoulder. Can you just kind of talk us through how to pass somebody or be passed also on the bike? Yeah, that's a good question. And
2: I answered it to the best of my ability, but I I think it's better just to explain something like that. So when when you're passing somebody in a triathlon, yes, you pass on your left, unless otherwise stated, and there are some different races, but for the most part, 90% of races pass on your left in the United States. You announce, I'm passing on your left, on your left, on your left, and you pass. And the key too is to pass um, with a purpose. Don't pass and slow down, because what happens is if you're behind The person that's in front of you, or three bike lengths behind them, different rules for amateurs and pros and all this, but let's just call it three to five bike lengths behind them. It's drafting. So you have a 15-second window to pass from the rear of that person's bike to your front tire wheel um, hitting their front or passing their front wheel. So the draft zone is three to five bike lengths back behind the person. And I always tell three people, three bike lengths just. To keep it three to five just to keep it simple for beginners and then you pass on your left and then as soon as your front wheel breaks their front wheel then you're out of the draft zone or the blocking zone and blocking is when you're blocking somebody on the right hand side of their on the road so you have to pass within this in this window of time so um that's the rule and people what happens is people will ride next to the person and say, sometimes they'll chat, hi, how are you? And you have to get out of that that within those 15 seconds and that's called blocking. So you have to be efficient and quick when you pass.
0: Okay, and w- this might be hard to answer, but how do you know when it's time to pass somebody? Like, you know, like in running, you kind of get into that little like pool of fish and you're kind of with each other and you pass back and forth a lot. But on the bike, is it just, you just, uh, you're just clearly going faster than that person? Yeah, you start to enter. Yeah, when you start to enter
1: that draft zone. So uh-huh. three, you know, I can't. I, I honestly cannot recall. And it's a little different for a USA Triathlon sanctioned race and a in a WTC or Ironman branded race. The rules are a little different. So one of them might be five to seven bike lengths. The other one might be three to five bike lengths. And one might be 20 seconds to pass, 15 seconds pass. The point is, when you start coming up, and there's less than three to five bike lengths between you and the person in front of you, it is time to pass. And when you pass, you have 15 20 to 20 seconds to complete that pass. So when you start to enter someone's draft zone, you've got to make a move. You've either got to fall back or you've got to keep that momentum going and, and roll past them. And you'll know, you know, it's, it's race courses. Most of them aren't crowded enough that you're going to be sitting right behind someone, sure. you know, everything gets spread out so you'll know when it's time to pass someone but just when when you do pass with authority and and make your move and maintain your speed don't pass and then decide you're going to sit up and drink your bottle you know just just, just kind of keep rolling and then then they they have the responsibility then to fall out of your draft zone um so so they should fall back
0: yep and so if so so just um conversely like if you are the one being passed you have to don't don't take it as a personal affront and start yeah. gunning yeah. it, right?
1: And and women yeah. are good about this. It's sometimes, yeah. you know, the guys don't like to be passed by the women. So it becomes a real problem because they'll look and they'll say, oh, it's a woman passing me. And yeah. they'll start to speed up. So, you know, that's where you, you sometimes have to pass really aggressively and go a little bit over the effort you wanna go just to get past these guys. And I I had a, an athlete, who just did a race and she kept trying to pass a guy and he would speed up and she said to me what do I do in this situation I said well honestly at some point if this happens two or three times you just need to say to him listen I'm going to pass you and you need to fall back outside of my my zone or else either one of us is going to get a penalty and she ended up getting a penalty because he would not he kept speeding up so you know I think just you know being very sportsmanlike if somebody kind of gives you trouble like that just being sportsmanlike and just saying listen I need to pass. We need to play by the rules. So let's work together here
0: on this. Sure, sure. That's too bad. I'm sorry about that. Um, Okay, Sarah has another question. Um, Do you have any tips for training burnout? I'm three weeks away and just mentally worn out. Um, She says, uh, well, let's just talk about that for a little bit. So when you're three weeks out, um, your taper is around the corner, right? But you probably have, depending upon the, the distance of your race, you probably have a couple of key workouts still coming up so i mean it's a little bit of just powering through right
2: it is i mean three weeks out you have you're on the downside of the training so you kind of have to pull up your big girl panties and just get it done you know and call your friends find a new route you know that kind of stuff just get it done three weeks you have depending you're right depending on the distance of the race she may have um another week of hard training or another 10 days of hard training but she just needs to kind of do that. And sometimes I tell my athletes, just take a day off, take two days off. It's not gonna do anything. Reset, sleep in, go out with your friends, have some wine, you know, whatever, whatever. go shopping, whatever your vice, your other vice outside of triathlon is, <laughs> you know, if people have other hobbies, but do sure. another hobby, do something fun and uh, something for yourself. Go get a spa, go to a spa, you know, do if money permits, do something like that, regroup. And then um, remember why you're doing this. Remember that you put all this work in, and your goal is in only only three weeks. So you know, put your head down and, and kind of get through it with the help of some friends.
0: Awesome. Um, and then she also and, and I I will say Jen, you already answered this on the page, but again, I think it's good to kind of just hear sometimes because people other people might be in this boat. Um, she says my brick trainings aren't going as well um, with being able to run the whole time. I do fine when I'm just doing my long runs when I try to complete them after the bike, I end up walking some." Um, She said, should I switch to the Galloway method, which is a run walk method. But um, when you do have to walk um, on your runs, uh, personally, I think that there's nothing wrong with that. But I mean, if you you have the intention of trying to run the whole time, can you kind of talk about pacing and effort off the bike um, so that you don't um, end up burning out too soon?
1: Yeah, so a lot of times when I'm riding these workouts off the bike, I break it up into segments. So let's say somebody has to run 40 minutes off of the bike. We can look at this as eight five-minute segments or five eight-minute segments, and the goal is to get faster each segment. Not that you're gonna be out there busting out 5K pace at the end, but you know, just having this idea that you're going to start super easy so you can drop even something as simple as like three to five seconds per mile every little segment. If you need to walk between those segments, that's okay. I mean, you know, what people need to understand is that training doesn't have to be perfection. It just has to be about getting the task done. And if it takes you 15 seconds of walking, heck, there are runs where I walk for a full minute every 10 minutes, I still do that, and it's fine. I've never once had the urge in a race to go walk um, because it's a different mindset on race day. But in training, if that's what it takes to keep you engaged and to feel good, Um, and to feel positive about the workout, then by all means, insert some walking in there. It's a great way to bring your heart rate down. It's a great way to reset your form. It unloads a lot of the tension and stress in your lower legs. Um, It also, if it's a hot day, lets you dissipate some of that heat. You get in your drinking, you get in your food. So it's actually a good strategy. And in a long course triathlon, you will do some walking. In an Ironman, even look at Jan Frodeno who won um, the Ironman in Hawaii a few years ago. he He's famous for saying he walked 25 times in that marathon. Every time he walked, went to an aid station, he walked through it. So even the best athletes out there are using walking as a proactive strategy rather than a reactive, I failed, this hurts. You know, if you can change that mindset, then you see the benefit of walking. So keep it in there. Um, focus on starting really, really slow in your runs off of the bike. And that's good too, because you don't really feel that good. So, you know, just keeping the demands low on yourself and then getting a little bit faster as you start to warm up and feel better.
0: I like it. I like it. I like that being proactive instead of reactive. That's a good, you know, a a really good uh, perspective. Um, Okay. So uh, Janine, who is our one that did so well in Cleveland, um, she is asking about off-season maintenance. She says her final race of the season uh, is gonna be on September 15th. She's doing the Outer Banks Olympic distance. Um, and her first race in 2019 will most likely be a challenging hilling Olympic distance sometime in late April or May. She says, my body is craving some rest. What do you suggest continuing to do in the off-season? Um, she says, I think my body would fight back if I continued this intense swim, bike, run, regimen all year. So. Talk a little bit about rest and then let's talk a little bit about the off-season programs that you guys have put together, um, which, uh, yeah, let's talk. But first let's just talk about taking a break really from regimented training for a while, right?
2: Yeah, you know, I mean, so with her last race is September 15th, you know, what Elizabeth and I tell our athletes is, and it varies athlete to athlete, but you need to take, you know, two to four weeks off of unstructured training. And in those two to four weeks, um, you can do, no training you can do movement walking hiking stand-up paddle boarding you know kayaking fun things that keep you engaged but not swim bike and run um and do other things that you've been wanting to do i always tell athletes to do yoga do pilates do um some strength stuff you know focus on some of that um and set up and rest sleep and do what you want to do so um, I think I'm a huge proponent of rest. I think where the, the differentiation is with athletes is how what, how do you wanna perform next year? You have to say, how how what are your goals for 2019? How do you wanna come back? So if you get past that four week barrier of complete rest, then it takes a long time to get back into shape. And that, that just ex- expands as we get older. So it's important to try to stay um, in motion, try to stay doing things, and then once that time is up, then get back into it very casually. And it does not need to be as regimented and it doesn't need to be as strict as the program that she just came off of.
0: Yeah, for sure. Would you add anything else, Liz? Like what, what do you like to do when you're off time?
1: Uh, there's definitely a, a period of of doing nothing at all. So sometimes that's a week. Sometimes it's, I'm thinking years ago, I used to take two to three full weeks off especially with the running, it's a lot of pounding. Um, And then once you get back into workouts, like Jen said, you know, these are unstructured, no goal, fun, ride to the coffee shop, go run a new route, do some hiking, go with the the slower neighbor in your neighborhood, stuff like that, um, where it's not purposeful. Um, And, you know, do that for maybe, the next eight weeks. And then after that, if you have some goals for your upcoming season, then you might start to actually work on a weakness. So if your weakness is swimming, you might say, okay, I'm going to swim four times a week and I'm going to bike two times and run two times or,
0: you know, something like that. Sure. Yeah. So, so um, if you are interested in, in trying to, um, you know, stay in shape so that you can train um, it's, stay in triathlon shape so you have a nice platform to launch yourself when you get back on a training plan. These guys put together um, last year the off-season program, um, and it's in five-week chunks. So you can do five weeks, 10 weeks, or 15 weeks. Um, uh, and it's $10 a week, so the five-week one is $50, $100, or $150 for 15 weeks. And it's um, the same stuff that you get um, with your training plan, but the, the, the workouts are not as intense, but they are um, really unique and really interesting. Like you guys have made all the workouts, right? Everything has some little like some little tweak or accessory on it that kind of makes it, you know, you're not just saying go out for a 40 minute run, you're going out and thinking about your arm swing, or you're going out and thinking about, you know, your cadence or your something this or something that, um, which makes it interesting and then also helpful in, in the end. I mean, everything also has a purpose, of course. So those are on the Train Like a Mother page under the triathlon um, club menu. Um, if you have any questions, you can, get in touch with us and I can help you, um, find it. Um, but I mean, I think we had a, a, a handful of people on them last year and I think that they really enjoyed them. Um, because it is, it's just nice to have someone to tell you what to do, you know, um, you know, we, yeah. we've got so much going on in our lives that, you know, even if you just want to keep it like low key and maybe cherry pick a couple of those workouts for the week, at least they're already written out for you. And you're not, you don't get to the pool and you're like, Oh, okay, what am I going to do now? You know? So, um, Great. Um, well, if you, anybody, so uh, we've got a couple people on. If you guys have questions, let me know. Otherwise, um, I think we've covered actually quite a bit. Are you so? So Jen is headed to Ironman Maryland. Um, Liz, what's your next race? Do you have another one this season?
1: Yes, I have two more. I'm going to do a half Ironman down in Miami in early Ooh. November. Oh, in two. So Miami. I I had a much later start. I had uh, some some. Yeah, going to Miami. Uh, I had some injury issues early in the year that kind of lingered from last year, and those are resolved. And so now, now I'm just getting started. I'm
0: ready to go. Oh,
1: good. <laughs> and now you're doing another now so race that, in November.
0: Yeah. You're doing that in November. Are you doing one before another one before that or after that then?
1: Um, I might do a local sprint in uh-huh. September, but then after that, or like most places around here, after that things sort of shut down. Okay. Once, once we get to late September, there's there's no
0: more racing here. Yeah. Cold, cold water. Awesome. Yeah. Well, thanks mm-hmm. you guys. Um, well, we've got a couple yeah, we've got still some racers going off this year um, or this season, I should say. So we'll definitely send them off on the Facebook page. Um, in the meantime, if you guys have other questions, um, chime in on the Facebook page and, um, and keep, uh, keep training strong and keep the race reports coming. Those are really fun to read. So, so yeah. thanks for those. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks for your time. Coaches have a good, good rest thanks. of your week. And we'll talk to y'all soon. Bye. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye.